This is getting ridiculous. This is Pierce. absolutely ridiculous. Pierce is down and Pierce is hurt. He got hit in the mouth. This is absolutely Jim, ridiculous. Jim O'Brien is going after Scott Wall. And Jim O'Brien's been tossed out of the game. This is ridiculous. And you could sense this from the very beginning of the ball game. That these guys uh, are not with the program tonight. And I will tell you this. Paul Pierce, who is an upper echelon player in this league, has been treated like a rookie. He's down at the other end. He's all right. Went and walked. That was... He walked. What is the matter with these guys? Skips it to McCarty. Walter wants it. building we have the prime spot that was ever created to view a basketball game you see everything in one glance and it's been fun working with you you were great pal all season long you rank up there with the very best i've seen in this team fan club after every game all you got to do is walk to the front room open the window and scream to the world i love walter by the cold dive by the cold well we are back episode 60 it's a good one big one yeah a lot Happy of anniversary fun. no i just mean like 60th episode in general oh yeah yeah that's that's pretty good Not it was bad. a good decade for the america. 60s yeah yeah jfk <laughs> the end of it was like the start of the vietnam war which is everyone's favorite war yeah um um and racism uh, was almost almost in its prime yes i'm pretty sure prime years peak years a lot of good celtics teams which is a yeah. somber way to start this podcast it's an unfortunate segue um but a good segue nonetheless i don't know if you had that planned but um nah man at the time of recording it's Tuesday, and Tommy Heinsohn died today. Like, cra- like crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. All things considered, the way this fucking year's gone, it's not that crazy. But that was one where it's like, like what else? Like, who else? Like, I was just going through a list today, man. And I was, it's like, if you, a year, a year ago today, if you told me Kobe Bryant, Alex Trebek, Tommy Heinsohn, Regis, yeah. Sean Connery, who else? Uh, Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman was another shocking one. And, and obviously not to mention like hundreds of thousands of people dying with the pandemic going on. This is yep. just a, it's, it's almost like, it's just, it's crazy. Like it's almost like un- too unbelievable to be true. Like as much as, as much as people joke, like, Oh, 2020 worst year ever. Yes. <laughs> I, I would wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, I don't think that's hyperbole. In my, in my handful of years being on this godforsaken planet. But when did you, I guess, I, I assume we both heard it about the same time. It was like mid-afternoon today. How yeah. did you find out? Twitter? Twitter, yep. Yeah, Twitter, Twitter. And it's funny because I saw one, someone posted something, but the tweet didn't say RIP anywhere. It just said something about like Tommy. And I was like, oh God, like what now? He kicked out of like a nursing home or something. And then like you refresh Twitter and it's like, especially where we live and I think our like follow who we follow and, and vice versa. It just f- took over the timeline. Yep. Big time. Like Boston media people, Celtics players. And I, I said, like I said, I, this year has been um, a real gut punch, not only as far as celebrities, but just everything going on in general. This one hit 
a little different. I think it, it was, it might, for me, it, there was a time where it felt a little close to the, the Kobe one. Kobe was yeah. more obviously shocking. Um, I don't know if you'd say it's more tragic. I mean, they both died, but just like, is one where it's like any other year, if you told me like Tommy Heinsohn died, it's like, okay, like, I guess that makes sense. But just with everything going on lately, it's like, oh my God, dude. Like, too. Yeah. One thing after another. Great way to put it. Um, And we had just gotten finished talking with uh, Shaughnessy, who was saying, like, wild. We've we've heard this. It's been in the news that Tommy wasn't doing too well. And good point. I remember there was an update from Mike Gorman at some point over the summer. I think he put on Twitter that he's like, Yeah, "Yeah, I just visited Tommy. He's in good spirits. So, and and I feel like whenever someone says that they visited someone, I, I, you have to think that he's either like at the hospital or yeah, you know, he was recovering at his house. So, so what like, did what great. did he what did he die from? I don't know. Um, hasn't like, been. Was, did he have cancer? Was he sick? Sick? I know, they just I've heard them say that he was sick, and and they've uh-huh. more so just said, you know, he's dealing with some health complications or health issues. So they've never really disclosed it. So I don't know if yeah. that's him just being like, I don't want that out there, mm. you know, specifically. But yeah. That's no, interesting because I'm trying to think, what was he doing this? He obviously wasn't traveling this season. Right. Um, was he in the studio at all this year? Yeah. So he did a combination was, right? of some home games and mostly studio where like, right. They, they pretty much have Scal full time in Tommy's place with the yeah, yeah. occasional home game with Tommy. Gotcha. That's right. But still, I mean, that wasn't terribly long ago. So like yeah, seven or eight months ago, but no, nah, big blow. And it's just crazy how like, how beloved someone like that was like to this Celtics Boston community. Like that guy was like Mr. And we can, I actually between um, we just wrapped up a, a interview. We'll get to shortly, but between that and this, I was, I was just going through um, basketball reference on like Wikipedia and stuff. Like, dude, this dude as a player and as a coach was baller, like big time numbers guy. Mm. But even just after that, most, most people I think our age know him for his, um, commentating and announcing and just being like the personification of the Celtics and like Boston and grit. And like, we joke around, but like Tommy points and stuff like that. I've always said it, like I was saying it to someone today, like Celtics players wanted to get Tommy points. Those weren't oh, just yeah. like bullshit things. Like right. Marcus smart went out to get Tommy points. Mm-hmm. There's guys who made their, who like, I think negotiated Tommy points at like contract time. <laughs> I don't think they'll show up on basketball reference or, uh, or literally anywhere else, but. Yeah, I'd argue they should. There, there's definitely a leaderboard somewhere out there with Tommy Award winners. I'd say there is. I'm certainly not on it, but there's other people that are. So uh, you've never really been deserving. You got the talent, but definitely not the hustle. I'll talk about this later. Um, dude, just looking at this, because I think it was someone who tweeted it like, Tommy Heinsohn has literally been a Celtic for like, 60 years yeah like something like absurd as a player then did he go right into the coach he may have taken a couple years off yeah because i think let's see he won his first title as a coach in 74 um he won his last title as a player i think late 60s early 70s oh 65 um but so that that doesn't mean he retired then i think he played nine years and won eight titles let me see here. Pretty good Certainly resume. Not bad. Certainly efficient with his time. Mm-hmm. He played. He only played nine years, fifty-six to sixty-five, and won eight eight-time NBA champion. 
It's funny how they list it. It says eight-time NBA champion, 1957, comma, 1959 through 1965. <laughs> Six-time NBA All-Star, four-time All-NBA second team, rookie of the year, retired number, obviously, uh, first-team All-American, second-team All-American, excuse me. He hit for the cycle. He won the hat trick in college. First, second, third-team All-American. Went to Holy Cross. Ever heard of it? I have. Certainly a good school. Yep. Better than that bullshit school you went to. His number's retired there. Oh, God. You know what number he wore in college? Oh, God. I, I have two now. guesses. You're right. Mm. <laughs> One is the, the number of hours in a day. Yeah. Yep. That's the one? Just stop there. That's the one. Yeah, 24. Okay. And then... As a coach, he won a couple rings, coach of the year, four-time NBA All-Star game head coach. That must have been a fucking party, playing for Tommy's All-Star team. Oh, yeah. That would be a borderline good time. Yeah, and I was reading something today. I know it's a well-known story, and I, I should have looked into it a little better, but basically he was part of the – he was a big part of the reason why contracts – either contracts yeah. or TV agreements are the way that they are because him and the players – 64 um, threatened to either ban or boycott a game. It may have been yeah. the all-star game actually, unless mm. the uh, contracts like contract situation was, was improved and they worked that into like the, whatever was the collective bargaining agreement. And then I read another thing, which um, <clears throat> I thought was hilarious and a throwback to that time period. Mm. It was a little bio that said, you know, the stuff that he's into, which, basketball mm. obviously commentating he's a he's a pretty well-known like painter and a really good artist yes the, the fourth thing was that he was also an insurance salesman mm. while that's he played. why i got into insurance while he played he was selling insurance on the side ultimate hustler dude <laughs> ultimate hustler he will which is why you're not a hustler correct because you're doing 100%. the insurance thing but not playing basketball i know I know. I'm a bitch. All right. I know. I tried we'll, it. I couldn't we'll talk do it. about it. He would go into town, drop 20 and 10 on you and save you a bunch of money on car insurance. Like, <laughs> he just did it all, dude. He put up numbers. He put up numbers. I mean, I'm just going through his basketball reference. This is a great website, by the way. Um, basketballreference.com. If any of our specific listeners ever want to check it out sometime. It's a great way to compare two players mm -hmm. and make a pretty easy solution on who the better player is yes especially I'll power forward well it's not it's not specific to uh, position but <laughs> if you'd like to narrow it down to power could forward be. and center yeah. in the yeah. 2000s you could do it you, you can do it i'll show you how <laughs> just hit our dms um dude tw he put a like these numbers he's putting up don't sound great but when you consider he played with bill russell who I assume to put up the numbers Bill Russell put up would have to have the ball a pretty good amount of time. He's putting up like 22 and 10, 21 and 10, 22 and 9. Even his last year in the league, 13 and 6. Not bad. And yeah. even, um, you know, it, 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 you know, being serious, it, it is interesting. Like you mentioned, we had our episode with Shaughnessy earlier. And we asked him about Tommy. And what's crazy is that was like a last, a last minute thing. Like we were ready to sign off. You're just like, oh shit. Like, hey, by the way, like what's, what's, Working with Tommy, like, and he just went off, had some nice things to say to Mo. But he, like you said, he, he's like, he mentioned, you know, his health was a concern. He was a smoker. He, 
I assume he did his fair share of partying. I mean, when you win eight championships, that's There's at least, least one bottle of champagne. Yeah, seriously. You sell like celebrating. Look at the fucking Lakers. Like celebrating a championship, you get turned. Yeah. And if you do that eight years in a row, or however many years in a row, seven years in a row, that's a lot. That'll take its toll on you. And we see the guys celebrating today who don't even have anything to do with the championship. So imagine being right. a good player celebrating. You aren't lying. Either you get messed up on champagne or they mail you a women's watch in the mail. And <laughs> that's what you have to remember it by. Shout out Cedric Maxwell. We owe that dude a watch. We should start a GoFundMe and get him a nice watch. Hello, Mr. Nice Watch. Hello, Mr. Nice Watch. But no, sad day. RIP Tommy. It's going to be different. Um, you know, it was really sad, man. I think, I think you mentioned Gorman earlier, but I think Gorman, do you know, did you see it? Did he go on a show or something? He was talking about Tommy today on camera. Was yeah. He, he went on NBC Boston. Oh, okay. That's sad. Cause dude, that's basically like an old guy, like losing one of his best friends. Yeah. Like, I feel like when you get up in that age, it's like, you probably only have some, like you're, it's not unusual for your friends to die at that age, but someone like that, who you've been sitting next to calling games you know, reliving classic sports. Plus, remember, they call for the Celtics. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like they call for the uh, the Cavaliers or something. Like, there's been a lot of history and a lot of good games and a lot of fun runs in that time period. That, that's that got to be tough, I think. I, I think you could tell it was, it, it was even taking a toll on him the last few years, I think, just going through working with Scal and Tommy not being there and shit like that. I think it broke up the dynamic a little bit, but that was tough. And, you know, not for nothing, Mike Gorman's getting up there in age, too. He's... Yeah. Was he in his 80s, late 70s? He's, I believe, early 70s, like 73. Early 70s. Okay. Because like okay. Tommy's yeah, 86. Mean, yeah. I mean, that's not, that's old, but that's not terribly old. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it, it's old, but it's not super old. So, right. And we're not age scientists, but I think we're qualified not, to make that judgment. I'm not. I'm not at all. Um, but yeah. No. So, like, I mean, we're going to, we're going to get into our interview. So not to, you know, get too down in the dumps here. We actually had a, a really fun conversation tonight with, we uh, we'll get right into it shortly with Rich Keefe. Great guy. Most recently on Dale and Keefe on WEI radio. He has his own podcast, which sounds awesome. I've only heard it a couple of times, but it's called the dork podcast. They talk a lot of movies, uh, comic superheroes, just all sorts of cool shit. And mm-hmm. he has a lot of local roots too. You know, he, he worked, like you said, on the Nashua station, Worked a lot of things in Manchester. And we even had a few shout outs for some loyal listeners of our show. So we did. All things considered, really cool episode. Yeah. But yeah, we, we got to pay the goat his dues. Mm-hmm. And then after we take care of that, we got to get back to talking about Tommy. So <laughs> I'm going to go out to the pasture, handle yeah. that portion of the episode. Do you need help? Should I drive up? No, nah, we made payroll this week. So they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. Um, it wasn't easy wasn't easy boy howdy yeah you should see mine <laughs> but uh i i had an idea i think before we get into the rich keith episode i think we should revisit some of our a couple of quick conversations we had with some previous guests who had some nice stories about tommy i know we talked to greg dickerson about it you mentioned shaughnessy um pretty recently and then um and then we'll get into our our, our interview with with rich keith which which was a lot of fun talked to little patriots talked a little uh what else the hell did we talk about some of his um, time in, in nashua yep beer the portland maine scene beer. mentioned yep. portland maine we did we went there 
And we an election year for Christ's sakes. We did cover a lot. Yeah. We cover a lot. Histories of choice, movies. Yep. yep. A lot yep. of good stuff. But, um, yeah. So let's do that. Anything else before we transition over to some Tommy talk and our interview with Rich? No. Uh, R.I.P. Tommy. R.I.P. Tommy. Here we go. Oh, wait. Dan, I, I have to ask you one thing. I know we said we'd let you go. I have to ask oh, okay. one thing. What, what's been your experience with Tommy? Um, oh, like, have, have you had much interaction with him? Tommy Heinsohn. The oh, Tommy. Tommy. Um, so, again, I grew up when Tommy was a player, and, and he was a great player. You know, he was a smoker, so his career kind of got shortened. But, it, mm. yeah, it's, it's, it's bothersome to me that, like, generations of fans just think of him as, you know, Fred Flintstone, the kind of cartoonish uh, broadcaster who's great at what he does. But, I mean, he's a Hall of Fame coach and a Hall of Fame player. He's Hall of Fame on two levels. His rookie year was Bill Russell's rookie year, but rookie of the year was Tommy Heinsohn, not Bill Russell, because Russell hmm. arrived late because of the Olympics. It's a decent game feather in his the, cap. Yeah. Game seven of the finals, Tommy's rookie year, he goes for 37 with 24 rebounds in an overtime victory over St. Louis. Everybody still talks about Bill Russell, but Tommy Heinsohn, look up his hmm. rookie decent. year, game seven, when they win their first championship. He is the man. He was, it's just, he's underrated as a player. And of course, now he's, you know, 85 year old beast. He walks around, he drives around, does Comcast at night and all that stuff. It's remarkable. Uh, and, you know, he's had health issues and we're all worried about him a little bit, but uh, long live Tommy. Hope he goes forever. He, yeah. he was so good that that St. Louis team moved to a different city afterwards. Yes. Thank you. Get the hell out of here. He, he chased <laughs> him out of town. Yeah. Like he this. also, I think Tommy's underrated. I've, I've seen some pictures of him as a coach. Oh my God. A very snazzy dresser. Yeah. Oh yeah. They had First a lot of plaid, uh, the plaid going on and the big ties and, and the long hair and all mm -hmm. that. And, but Way Hey, he won. His, his Celtics beat the bucks with Kareem and Bill Jabbar uh, in game seven on the road in the finals. And then they flew back. No commercials, easy feat. You know, changing planes and O'Hare. I mean, that's, no. that's how it was. <laughs> no easy feat. This is, um, this is uh, one of your good friends, Mr. Tommy Heinsohn. No, Tommy. I love Tommy. Yeah. So I'm going to play a clip. Okay. It's 15 seconds. And when the clip is done, I'm, I'm just going to repeat what he says so that in case the audio doesn't like sound great. And, and then, then can, I tell a, can I tell a quick, quick after that? Can I tell a, just a real super quick Tommy Heinsohn story? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Yeah. Love Tommy Heinsohn. So, all right. I'll, uh, I'll, I guess I'll translate the clip afterwards. And then I have a question for you about it. Okay. So here, so here goes. All right, so if anyone couldn't hear that, he was calling the a game from 2017 season. Aaron Baines was on the team, and he said, I took a look at Baines in the shower. He looks like all of Australia. Dot, 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 he is really well put together. Mm -hmm. My question to you, Greg Dickerson, is can you confirm or deny? And if it's if that's not true, is he more like, Perth, Australia, or more like Sydney? Like, what was Tommy talking about? All right. <laughs> I can't tell you because I wasn't around for the Aaron Baines days, so I didn't see. Um, as someone who is uh, – God, how do I put this? Um, 
as somebody who was burdened with the Irish curse, I took it upon myself in the many years that I covered teams in locker rooms to never look below the Mason Dixon line. <laughs> okay, because I, as I said, I, I, I am fully cursed with the Irish. I'm, I'm fully bedridden with the Irish curse. So I, I, I tried to avoid those things. Tried to avoid looking in those areas as much as possible. And I can't speak to Aaron Baines at all because I, I never covered him. Never covered him. Hmm. Is that, that a good cop-out answer? All right. I guess the jury's still out. I just want to... He, he's a big man. <laughs> he's a, I mean, you know, it, uh, it was John Hamm. They said the same thing about John Hamm. So I'm just going to take the internet for its word that John Hamm is... John Hamm's well and down. I'm going to say the same thing about Aaron Baines. That Tommy, <laughs> Tommy's never been wrong. How's that? Tommy has never been wrong. No, in, and, subjects, uh, in, in, in those certain subjects. Yeah, and when he's passionate about something, he's oh, he's, he's spot passionate on about something. Yes, he's not going to be that passionate and be wrong about it. No, no, no. All Tommy right, knows, Tommy. Tommy knows a thing or two about. Well. <laughs> I, I may have been told stories about uh, about uh, Larry uh, Siegfried from way back when. Oh yeah, Tommy may have you know mentioned. Yeah, I mean, well, Larry Siegfried was was well known for his genitalia. So just you know, Tommy used to have a used to talk about that quite a bit. <laughs> I'm lying about that. I he never once talked about Larry okay. Siegfried's <laughs> genitalia. Never once. The only thing Tommy ever talked about at dinner was politics. He loved his pol in basketball. Loved his politics. Really? One time, one time in Cleveland where there's almost a fist fight between Mike and Tommy because Tommy, Tommy may have, uh, have, have come, come to the middle a little bit, but Tommy, Tommy's always been way right and Mike's way left. So we had an argument about something, and I'm in the middle politically. Mm -hmm. uh, but those two guys were on the other side, and we were in Cleveland at this restaurant, and those two, our producer had to step in and, oh, my God. So let's eat. Let's, you know. Let's change the subject. But let's have are... yeah. Let's have some sideline chili. Right, exactly. Let's have a little side. You know, let's 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 have a side of chili and let's just calm down and let's not talk about politics and let's not have our play by play and color guy rip each other's throats up the night before a game. <laughs> but it was all it was all good. It was all it was all good. Oh uh, yeah. He, he some of my me. favorite some of my favorite nights were uh, just a a great guy, just a great guy, and. Um, doesn't have a cell phone. I mean, he's just he, he he's he's like your eighty five year old grandfather, except he's you know he's nuts about basketball. He's just you know you don't you don't trust him with the remote. He doesn't have a cell phone. He does, God forbid he doesn't have any sort of. Uh, I don't think he still does to this day. He didn't back then. Didn't have any sort of smartphone or anything. But he was Tommy, and and and, and it was and Tommy could. And I'm not sure he could do it now, but like five years ago, he could get away with saying just about anything because he's Tommy. You can get away with anything. Now, I don't know. Maybe maybe not so much. Not in this culture. I know. Sometimes when I was, you know, even this season watching the game, I'm like, uh-oh, Tommy. Like, you're, you're getting close to the line. We might want to. Do you paint. have a, do you have a, uh, any Tommy Heinsohn art? I don't, but I've seen, like, like I, I've seen plenty you, of the specials uh, they're, whenever they're they talk about, you know, his, his other passions. Oh, he's a, he's a phenomenal. I mean, I've seen him, I've seen him in the midst of painting on the road. Phenomenal! I've got a I've got a, a a Celtics Christmas ornament that is painted by Tommy. It's just phenomenal. It's just a you would you would think that a real live 
you know, that's how he makes his bread and that's how he gets paid. Artist did it. Um, and from what I know, I don't think he took it up until after he started playing. So he, he took it on later and he took it up later in life, but he's, he's a phenomenal artist. Wow. Yeah. He's, he's a talented guy. And, uh, I just, Oh, he's, he's an interesting man. All right. He, he is an interesting man. I love the guy. Love the guy. Funny to picture him whenever they show clips of him, uh, in his coaching days, him in like his super dapper seventies, uh, oh, sport the coat. and everything. Oh, the oh, that great stuff. Yeah. Oh, the, the, the hair. Plaids, oh man. The Jack. Oh, those are the good. Oh, those are the good. I mean, he was no Jack Ramsey, but he was, he no. was pretty close. No, no Chuck Daly either. My, I'm not dating myself with Jack Ramsey. Am I? No. Okay. No, I'm a basket. I'm a basketball guy, so no. All right, you just, I see. But yeah, man. So as promised, here's our, our our conversation with with Rich Keith. You can hear him on Dale and Keith in the mornings on EEI. You guys are ten to two, right? Yes, Monday through Friday, and then um, everyone's Rich- favorite steering wheel position. <laughs> ten to two. Ten to two. Right. Good man. <laughs> and then um, as we were just talking briefly before we started. Um, you have a podcast you run too, the, the dork podcast. So, um, again, man, thanks for hopping on. Let's start, uh, let's start here. So let's, let's kind of start with, uh, with most recent news. I had a pretty simple question. I'd love to get a professional's opinion on was last night's Patriots game a must lose and they blew it. Well, I think for Trevor Lawrence, it was for Trevor yes. Lawrence. It was a must lose. I still think Justin Fields is on the table. Now he'll probably be the second or third pick. He'll probably be super high as well, but because mm-hmm. you're going up against the jets who are winless or now Oh, and nine, and you had a chance to pull within a game of them with another game in hand. I am fully like, I was wrong about this season. I thought they were going to be pretty good. They are yeah. not. So yeah. I am all about getting that next great quarterback. And okay. it was just so frustrating the way the game played out because they, they were down 10 and you're like, holy crap, they're going to lose. And then they come this back is gonna happen. and you're like, all right, what is three and five? What is three and five? Get them. Like, I don't feel like they're a playoff team. So you're going to yeah. end up with some pick like 11 or 12. And it's going to be like, what you're, all the good quarterbacks are going to be gone. And we're going to be in the same situation as Patriots fans going into next year as we were going into this year. Correct. So that's interesting. You mentioned you thought, so do you mean you think they still have a chance at fields today or you did if they lost yesterday? Yeah, no, even today because they're three and five and yes, they have another game against the jets, but outside of that game against the jets, none of those games are gimmies. Like I know the Texans Mm. aren't great. The chargers don't have a great record. I think they're kind of frisky though. I think they're a frisky team, but there's a chance they could lose all those other games and, and try to win and still finish four and 12. And if you're four and 12, that puts you pretty close to the top pick. Could it's be not top number five. one because of the Jets, but you're you're close. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think. It's like, I mean, the Jets will be there. I think the Redskins will be well, the Redskins and Giants stuff because they have to play each other again. I was gonna <laughs> say the NFC, other guys that's too, the beauty of the NFC East is they're gonna start beating each other and yep. get to five or six wins. I think Jacksonville's the oh, other Jags big one. Too. Good call. Yeah, that's yeah. the one you okay, gotta watch cool. out for. What do, what do you think, Rich? Um what do you think that Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields were thinking when they were watching the game? Like, were they rooting? I, I would think yeah. that if I was one of those guys, I'd be rooting for the Patriots to lose in hopes, like, at least I could maybe go to one of those teams. Yeah, I think especially Trevor Lawrence, who just seems like the obvious number one pick, he's got to be watching this saying, I don't want to go to the Jets. Now, he'll in all likelihood have a different head coach. It, it won't be Adam oh, yeah. Gase. So I don't think it'll be as bad. I know some people have wondered – you know, would he hold out, like, not hold out, but would he pout, like, Eli Manning and, like, right. make sure he gets traded on draft night or, God forbid, go back and play another year at Clemson just to avoid having to go to the Jets? I don't think it'll come to that, but mm-hmm. I'm sure, like, 
he was hoping, hey, if the like Patriots would be a great spot. Like I know they're they're bad this year, but they got the coaching. They feel like they can turn it around quicker than these other teams. So I'm I'm sure they're hoping that like a decent team somehow winds up with a top pick, but that rarely happens. Yeah, it, it's tough because I mean I think I I thought worst I think worst case scenario this year is like seven and nine, eight and eight, miss the playoffs, and just get like the 18th pick in the draft. That's 100. percent and then you pick um, like a like a decent enough linebacker or D lineman, and you're like, okay, you need a you need a hole, but then now you're going into the next year. You're like, who's your quarterback? Who, right. Who's Shit. your quarterback again? I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny. I was listening to um, I assume a very close personal friend of yours, Mutt, tonight yes. on the yes. radio. Yeah. And he was talking about, you know, people it was a really good point. You know, seriously. He's like, you know, everyone's talking about tank for Trevor, tank for Justin, blah, blah, blah. There, he's like, there's still a lot of value to getting a top five pick, even if you don't get one of those guys, because that means you have a top five first round, second round, third round, fourth round, fifth round pick, which is something we haven't seen in 20, in 20 years. Yeah, you know that, is, I mean? For good that is a really good point. And I think it's one where let's say they end up picking like six and yep. they can't get the top two quarterbacks, maybe even the top three, depending on how it all shakes out. Mm-hmm. Well, you could still take a really good player at six and then your second round pick has a lot of value. You could trade back into the first round and mm-hmm. get maybe the BYU quarterback Wilson or the Alabama mm-hmm. quarterback or like the whoever the fourth or fifth quarterback is, you probably have a chance to get with your second pick because yeah, you, it does have a lot of value, but I just feel like you're so close to being able to control your own destiny essentially and just pick <laughs> Justin Fields and go from there and be like, all right, we have our quarterback for the next, you know, 10, 12 years, you know, hopefully. And yeah. uh, rather than like, okay, great. You beat the jets. And in a couple of weeks, maybe they beat the Texans. It's like, to what end you're just, it's not a playoff team. Also, also barely beat the jets. It'd be different if barely. they won by like 40 and cam through for 400 yards and right. other guys got going and we saw some signs of hope. Yeah, and if That's yeah, if they looked like they were head and shoulders above the Jets, I'm with you. You could maybe talk yourself into like, all right, momentum like, thing. Yeah. yeah, they were struggling early on, but they snapped mm-hmm. that losing streak and they're gonna turn it around. But nope, they literally <laughs> needed to kick a 51 yard field goal at the horn in yes. order to win. It, it was the miracle, the miracle at Meadowlands. <laughs> yeah, it was, really it was. 2020 Dude. edition, one of the all time great games. Yep. So, so let me ask you this: what do you, what do you think? Do you think they're more likely to do something like you said and and finish with three or four wins or? maybe like pull off a 10 and six and sneak into the playoffs. It's probably in between that. It's probably. Yeah. Because like, again, you still, you still have Belichick. So what happens is in a close game, because you have a bad roster, but you have a good coach. Mm. And so the jets have a bad roster, bad coach. So when the game's close, they're going to have 12 men on the field or they're going to (laughs) throw a bad pick or like they're going to do the stupid stuff. And so the Patriots will probably beat the jets again. They might beat the Texans. They might beat one of the LA teams and they'll probably be like six and 10. And you're going to say, what is this? You know, like that, they're probably not bad enough to be two and 14, but they're certainly not good enough to be nine and seven. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And, and their schedule is kind of funky too. I was looking at yeah. it earlier. There's yeah. one, there's one back to back where I swear it's at LA chargers. And then it's at LA Rams on yeah, Thursday. It's interesting, Cause sure. when that schedule first came out it was pre COVID. And I think they wow. announced that they were going to stay out there but the NFL protocols might be different. I don't know if they're going to make them come home or what, because that's, that's a long time Mm -hmm. away from your home facility. I don't know what the rule is now. Wouldn't it be safer to stay instead of traveling? I think it would be. Yeah, Yeah. I think it would be, but they got to figure out how they, they do all of that. But yeah, that's sort of a weird one, but I mean, I guess it's better Mm -hmm. than splitting it up and going to LA once in September and then like three weeks later going back to LA. So, and those teams are both weird too. Like the Rams and chargers, some (laughs) weeks they both look great. Other weeks they look horrible. So I don't, I don't know what to make of those ones. 
Well, Sophie, you work part-time for the CDC. What do you think is better than travel or stay? Um, things are definitely quieting down in Los Angeles with it being a small town. <laughs> sure. So they, they, yeah. they should be able to just, you know, keep things as is, play them back-to-back, maybe on consecutive nights. Who knows? Yeah, why not? Maybe, maybe it's the double header. Go ahead. The Red Sox Shoot. do it all the time. They did it all the time. That's how they, that's how baseball was able to play almost 60 games this year. They play hundreds of games. Seven yeah. inning double headers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rich, do you think it's being overlooked that no one's talking about the fact that 11 and five is still in play? <laughs> they could, they could win out. <laughs> they, they could, they could absolutely, they could, they could win out. And it's amazing too, because uh, we were talking with uh, James White today hmm. and you look at his career with the Patriots, the most games he's ever lost in a regular season is five. And hmm. it was two years ago and they won the world, uh, the world series. They won the Super Bowl at 11 and five. And yeah. it was sort of like a weird regular season team. And then they put it all together and they won the whole thing. But the next loss he has is going to be the most losing season he's, he, that he's at, which is nuts. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> it Do is you think they have any chance against the, the Rams? Uh, not the Rams. Uh, the Ravens. Ravens next weekend. Is that spread come out yet? Early spread? I bet it is. I haven't seen it. It's got to be pretty significant. The game's in New England, but st- oh, with no fans, it it's not like a huge England. advantage or anything. Yeah. Right. Uh, the Ravens, I just... I feel like we're going to be able to run all over them, like just non nonstop. And so can't help but agree. I don't think they have a chance. No, I don't. I can't pull it. That's got to be at least a touchdown, seven, five, maybe even higher. But yeah, yeah I don't know. It's interesting because I mean, we, we talk all the time about just have people, I guess us, you know, you have like, we call them like Patriots blinders where it's like mm-hmm. you put this roster on any other uniform, any other team. And you're like, this is an abomination. Like yeah. this offense is ridiculous, but Cause it's new England. Cause right. you never know what can happen. You know, we, we barely lose to Seattle and people are saying, Oh, this is a super bowl team. The whole thing in Kansas city. Um, you know, even after like you beat the Raiders, people are like, all right, Cam was in the MVP discussions. Here we go. It's like, no, like that, this, this has to be one of the more overblown three point wins over maybe arguably the worst team in the NFL in the last 10 years, at least it's it's one of the worst of all time. Like if you look at like the stats, like the stats back that up, like their, their uh, point differential is like historically bad. Their offense, like I think they had like seven total touchdowns going into the week or something, something nuts. So yeah, they're they're terrible. And it's funny because last year the Patriots were 12 and four made the playoffs, won the division and all that. Mm -hmm. But if you really just looked at the offense, it was not good. Like Brady covered up for a lot of it. Like the receivers. Yeah. Yeah. They had Edelman, but he was playing through an injury, but it was just Edelman. They had mm-hmm. no tight ends and the running game kind of sucked because, you know, Devlin went down. They had some injuries on the offensive line and it was kind of a non-factor, but they played a lot of bad teams early. And so they, they got out to this great record and we kind of were like oh, they're 12 and four, they won the division, but they yeah. lost to all the good teams. And then their offense yes. was just, they, they were showing signs of, yeah, this team isn't very good. Like, look at the skill position guys around the league. Mm-hmm. Patriots were right at the bottom. Well, I think last year they started 8-0, eight, 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 no, right? Yeah. Was it your, yeah, 8-0. No. You're 8-0, no, and, and people are still like, this team, yeah. I don't know if I buy in yet. <laughs> well, it was like, weird because then they time. lost to the Ravens. Then Right, you're, yeah, 100% yep. they lost to the yep. Ravens. And at that point, I think Baker Mayfield was – like far and away the best quarterback that they had faced in that eight game stretch. It was mm, all, it was all nice. back. It was like an injured Ben Roethlisberger, but then it was like, all these guys are banged up. Like was it, wasn't it Luke Falk for the jets. It was like crazy. The lineup that they had Probably. and the defense was scoring touchdowns. They were shutting teams out and you're like, Oh my God, this, this defense is fantastic. 
But then when they played anybody good, whether it was Baltimore or Kansas City, it just – and then the playoffs against Tennessee, you're like, all right, this, I guess this team's not that good. And it turned out they weren't that good. No, they weren't. They're certainly not right now. If you haven't caught up. Yeah. I didn't think it would be this bad. I really Me didn't. Neither. I didn't I, either. At this point, there, I was like, there's no way. I've, for the last 20 years, the Patriots have been so good. They're always a contender. And then this year to fall off so quickly, so dramatically was a bit yeah. of a shock. Mm-hmm. If for some strange reason there's a thirty for thirty on this season, it's gonna start with a. It's gonna start with I don't know Cam like throwing it straight into the ground in front of him, a record scratch. Like, huh, you're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> exactly. It's gonna well, be it's- that well, that play of I think it was Gunnar Olszewski whoever just got like helicopter. Oh, gets like, helicopter on a you're like, what? what is this <laughs> record scratch it, it's gonna start with uh three months of talk radio being like i think they're gonna start Jarrett stidham and then all of a sudden be like no nope, they signed camp like that's yep. what it's gonna what be. if i told you yeah. dun, dun. <laughs> speaking uh, of talk radio rich you're you seem to be familiar with that a little bit i i listen to i listen from time to time yeah got it <laughs> yeah so obviously you're you know you're you're in boston doing the thing with weei back in the day uh my roommate actually uh, like remembers listening to you on AM 900. Yes. So back then were you living, obviously the, the station is like right on main street in Nashua, but yeah. were you living in Nashua? No, I was living with my parents. Uh, they live in a small town just outside of Concord. So I had just graduated college uh-huh. and I had moved back in with my parents and the first, like the first radio job I got, cause I had like a few other like odd jobs, obviously just to, mm. you know, keep things going to make yeah. money. But first radio job I got was with WGAM, which was the, the station and Mutt was there. Mutt was doing afternoons. And the first thing I got was Friday nights, they would cover high school football games and they would send people. And this was, I want to say even before Twitter, it was like just on the cusp of Twitter. So I don't even think Twitter mm. was a thing. So what you would do, is they would send like six or seven correspondents out to all these high school games. And then you would call in scores. You go on the air and you'd like report like live from, you know, Nashville South, blah, 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 hmm. blah. And then you get the score <laughs> and then you'd call in, you give a recap of the game and you call in the next morning. So that was like my first radio thing. And then, so it morphed from that into, they had a show that was only on from six to seven at night. So Mutt was on from three to six. And then another guy who wanted to, he was like a sales guy, but he also wanted to be on the air. He was on six to seven and they needed a producer or basically a board op. So they were like, hey, this guy's not bad doing the Friday Night Lights stuff. Let's have him do like produce and slash co-host. So then I did that for a little bit. And then the guy that was doing the show with Mutt left. And then so I got bumped up to that show. And so for a while, me and Mutt did three to six. And it was it was great because it was a small station where we could like learn what you needed to do. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, it was all the teams that I grew up rooting for and I had like knowledge of. So it's not like I had to move markets, which a lot of people have to do. And like all of a sudden learn like, the Seattle teams and try to figure it out. So it was just, it was a great opportunity. And Mutt was like a huge help. Mutt, Mutt really helped me kind of move right along in there. He was great. So it's awesome to hear because we, we've spoken to a few guys in like local regional, um, you know, Boston media. And a lot of them have, have said the same thing about like getting their start and having a mentor and, you know, kind of like their partner in crime who helped them out. Yeah. My, my question to you. So um, when I told my roommate, the one who's a big fan of yours. I'm just going to name him Corey Walker. He listens to the show. He's one of like three listeners, uh, but Corey Walker <laughs> and Scott McVicker. I hope you guys are listening to this one. I'm going to read a text message from that. Corey sent me today. Okay. When I told him that, that we were going to be speaking to you and I want to see if you have a recollection of, of this story at all, or, 
this question could go nowhere and then we'll quickly shift to something else. All right. Lay it on me. I have a crappy memory, but lay it on me. (laughs) Okay. So he goes, yes, I was the biggest Keefe guy since the AM 900 days. We won Manchester Wolves indoor football tickets all the time because I'm assuming that we were like we were some of the only people that called in to win family four packs. (laughs) Scott Scott would dance with the cheerleaders. I went (laughs) I went to catch a T-shirt from a T-shirt cannon and lost my balance forward and bounced down four rows of chairs to the pavement. We'd heckle the other team, obviously. Start USA chance. We'd make fun of. I'm not going to say this name just in case. Fair enough. Um, let's see here. Yeah. Yeah. One of the details um, that that was the end of the message, but one of the details was that his friend Scott would get down into like the tunnel where the cheerleaders were and be able to dance down in there. <laughs> I guess they would just like cause a scene. Yeah. In front of <laughs> like, I bet. You know, yeah. We definitely get, we gave away tickets to every type of minor league sport. And it, as you guys know, New Hampshire has them all. We had minor yeah. league baseball, yeah. we had minor league <laughs> hockey at the time. They're all in, they're gone. all in the, they're all playing the same place. They're all yeah. playing Manchester. They're the all right Verizon. there. There was a couple, yeah. we even had, I don't know if you guys remember, you're probably too young, but remember like the Nashville pride. Oh, there was a baseball, there's like independent league baseball. They were so in my like, backyard. Home yeah, stadium. Okay. So yeah, time. so we, we would, we did shows from there. We oh, had like some nice. of the managers on and yeah, the Manchester wolves, was like uh, Arena Two, so it wasn't like the main <laughs> arena down league. Yeah. It was like the sub arena league, and like we'd have their coach on or like talk about. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, uh, yeah, I, I, I do remember that. Yeah. Well, I do remember. <laughs> I've been to my. I was telling Soapy off air. My dad was a season ticket holder. My dad is a big Manchester sports oh, guy. Was he? Oh yeah, <laughs> he was probably one of six season ticket holders. Um, <laughs> so we'd go between those games, Monarchs games. Monarchs, Monarchs games game, were a blast. First, Monarchs games were a blast, and yes, we had a bunch of time. players on. And it was funny. Those guys all kind of took off. Like they weren't like all stars, but they were like yeah. solid players either yeah. with the Kings or they ended up getting traded. And like, right. all of a sudden I'm like, I remember talking to Mutt. I'm like, we interviewed like all these guys and they're scoring like 20, 25 goals now. Yeah. Like, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. <laughs> yep. Those were good times. But the Wolves games, I'm trying to remember. They, I think the first year they were hot, like most like new things in town. Yeah. That and then right. like you said, it's like, okay, this certainly isn't the NFL. No. And I was probably, I was young. I was probably eight or eight. Yeah. So cool. So it was like, I don't know, fucking Randy Moss going to be playing dad. They're like, no, 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 no. (laughs) But they did. They had some guys. I remember looking it up. Like they had a couple of guys that played like major D one and you're like, Oh, okay. okay." And then like, they'd go, but it was like, yeah, it was definitely like a a, a drop off even from the arena league. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, that's, 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 that's cool that you even remember that, but I I do like hearing those stories, man, seriously about like, you know, um, you said you're working other jobs Mm space from the, the gist of what we get from a lot of guys we speak with, even guys like, not for nothing. We've talked recently with some, some bigger um, market guys like Boston mm-hmm. Globe, um, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it's, it's all the same story. It really doesn't matter yeah. where you are now. It, it, it's all the same story. But the other thing I wanted to ask you, so we mentioned about Nashua being kind of a common place between the three of us earlier. Are you familiar with the Nashua Garden? It's a yes. Bar and grill restaurant yes, I in am. Nashua? Yeah. So we ask a lot of our guests this. Nashua Garden is famous for uh, sandwiches mm. named after athletes and sports people. I haven't been there in a couple of years. I don't think there's a Rich Keefe sandwich on the menu. Correct me if I'm wrong, please. Last time I was there, there was not. I think I got the big poppy. I don't think I... Great choice. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you had that soap for real? It's like turkey, pepperoni, right? Yeah, it was great. A plus. Yeah. So um, if things do go in the right direction and you yes. do get your own sandwich at the garden, what, what would the Rich Keefe sandwich look like? Oof, probably I my go-to thing is like a, uh, a hot 
buffalo chicken sub mm. so Ooh, i would okay, you know okay. with all the blue cheese on there i'd have the range of all the heat you know you'd have like you know the mild your medium your hot your super hot you're like can't stand it i'd have all those mm. those heats uh just you know lettuce cheese whatever whatever you'd have on there but that's the good that would be the thing that i would order so i'd want that named after me are yes. you a leaf lettuce or iceberg lettuce guy Believe it or not, both. I can go back and forth. Wow. You know, you have a, you have a lot of leaf lettuce maybe for like a couple of weeks, and then you want to go to the iceberg. Gotcha. Like Great a, like a wedge question. salad. Yeah. Sophie. Great follow-up yeah. question. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking Very of follow-up lizard. questions, I was on um, the iPhone app Twitter the other day. I don't know if you have it. I yes. think you do. Twitter.com. I use it on the desktop. Yep. Oh, excuse me. Forgot yep. about that. I, I'm still on the iPhone. But anyway, I saw you. I forget, I, Honestly, I forget what this is. Oh, I think it was in relation to the election, actually. You were making like a, a homemade margarita or something like that. Yeah. And it looked delicious, by the way. Thank you. And I'm curious. So since we've been in quarantine since just 2020 period, what are some of your go-to at-home uh, cocktail? This is a great if question. If you've made anything. This is a great question. And the answer is Thank yes. You. And I've, and it's actually <laughs> funny. So when, when everything kind of hit the fan in March, I had no yes. joke was starting. I'm like, I... It, it was the timing is insane. So I was like, I'm going to eat healthier. I'm not going to drink mm-hmm. as much. And then like a week later, all this happened. And so that's yeah. been flown that's out fair. the window. Sure. So I do like a margarita and I made, I made the, the one that I made was you take tequila and then you take a skinny girl margarita, which is already pre-mixed anyway. And <laughs> right. you use that as the mixer and then boom, you have a great drink. So there's no non-alcoholic. Um, Correct. Gotcha. Except for maybe the, the lime you squeeze in there. If you have one. Oh, you wimp. Okay. I'm gotcha. a bit. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> terrible. Just to cut it just a little bit. Yeah. I also, I love, um, I'm a big craft beer guy. So I love oh, IPAs. Cool. So I'll go to yep. whatever breweries and get a bunch or like some of the stores around me have like, a where, where do you, where do you go? Uh, so I love idle hands, big fan of idle hands. And where, where do you, where do you live now? Like I live in Bill Ricca. So I, I don't, yes, I don't okay, live far cool. from you guys. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so, but like that's closer to work. So like if I'm stopping yeah, on the yeah. way home or whatever like that, uh, I'll try to occasionally make a trip out to Treehouse, which is like out by yep. Worcester, but that's like the best good. beer in the world. Or mm. even like Wegmans has a good selection. So I'll go to Wegmans and just pick up whatever. So I like that. I like a, I like a Long Island iced tea, a nice homemade uh, Long Island iced tea, which is just all the liquor you have. All the liquor you have. Pour it into a cup, <laughs> a sour mix and a Coke, and you're, and you're, and you're yeah. rocking from there. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, can, I, I think the most I've had is probably either beer or margaritas. Those are kind of the easiest, quickest, like grab it and drink. Yeah. So are you up in, um, cause I, I've, I've since moved I, my family and I live up in Portland, Maine area now. Oh, okay, I mean, cool. That's obviously a big, like a little oh, too hipstery craft. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. But once you live here, it's kind of like, okay. Like I feel like I've had but, it thriving yeah. metropolis. <laughs> it is. <laughs> have you, have you been up to any of the breweries or anything up in this area? I have recently, actually, it was but... funny. I did. Yeah. I went to Portland last year and we we were planning on going to Bissell Brothers and then we yep. didn't we actually went during a snowstorm but we were already like committed mm. so we're like we're just going and so we went for a night and we just hit a few we didn't go to any of the breweries that time but we went to like a handful of bars that all had like all that stuff on tap like you know yep. Bissell main beer company like all yeah, that yeah. stuff so that that was That's I gotta, I gotta get back there that's a better hey, option. Because so? you can sit there cool. and try a bunch of stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's more of a yep. it's a little too hipster for me. Like I remember yeah. funny story we went to Bissell it was the Chiefs Titans playoff game, whenever that was, like two or three years ago, yep. when Marcus yep. Mariota threw a pass to himself. <laughs> Amazing. Pass to yep. himself. <laughs> and it was like getting close to the game. And I've realized for the first time, I was with my wife, I was like, dude, like there's no TVs here. Like we need to leave, like AS- yeah. ASAP. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, yeah. this big ass projector just start like a 150 oh, projector really? start filling down. It's like, okay, well, I'm not done yet. I was like, okay, oh. let's maybe we'll stay. 
and they put on like um a fish concert yes more or less <laughs> for all for all extensive what? purposes yes they put on a yeah. fish concert Sucks. and i was like all right check please let's go yeah, but but yeah it's, it's a different scene it is um, yeah for sure and if you can get the same beers at a, at a bar and again portland's not it's really not a sports bar town it's, it's really not like it's no. not where you go to watch the game if you're lucky they have a no. tv if you're really lucky they have espn but that's pretty much the extent. yeah i was gonna say and it's fish. it's it's <laughs> all the fish you want it is yeah it's a good yeah. like beer snob town but right if you want to mix it, it with sports which i would like to do it's mm. yeah it's tough yeah. great pastime go ahead so, so dan knows this place but i'm gonna cuck him here and pretend that i live there <laughs> if you the next time that you go to portland go to navari res beer cafe i don't even know the That's type cool of beer place. that they serve but it's pretty good okay uh, they make something they make a crab rangoon grilled cheese oh phenomenal wow all right, that sounds good. That's pretty good. Yes, that's like a recommendation. That. Um, right. Tell them I sent you. I will. Charge you double. Do, do I don't get a discount? Yeah. Use your promo code? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. We're actually mid-negotiation with them for advertising. Okay. So yeah. No promo keep, code yet. Keep me posted. But in all honesty, I don't think they have TVs, do they? I don't no. think they have lights. I don't think they've <laughs> ever considered No Wi-Fi, no TV. I'm nothing. not kidding. Yeah. Certainly no Wi-Fi. I think like their electricity is like... One of the guys like on a bicycle, like in the basement, like, it's, <laughs> just just, like, pedals, it's just bright enough. Bullets. Yeah. Drinking expensive beer. Like, yeah. Right. Um, but go ahead. So did you have one more to. Yeah. Um, speaking of TV, Rich, you're I, I know you do the, the dork podcast. Tell my friend Dan here why he should watch the show. The boys, assuming you've seen it. It's the best show on TV right now. Wow. This show. Mm. I really think so. Last year, I would put like Watchmen and like better call Saul up there but the boys is perfect because the boys is if you like superheroes it Mm -hmm. has people with superpowers but if you don't like superheroes it -hmm. like flips the genre on its head so it's like it's completely different than like what you would see with Marvel or with DC it's awesome and it's like what is it eight episodes I think each season it's two seasons it's knock it out it's violent it's funny like it's got everything you want and and there's fish in it too okay I'm in there's one there's one fish yes okay I got you. That's a notable um, no, scene. No, I'm not against it. I, okay. That's the other thing about quarantine, dude. It's just like this list just keeps growing and growing. Yeah, there's, there's a so lot to watch. to watch. I know. And every five seconds, you have someone saying, oh, watch this. It's the greatest show ever. And then mm-hmm. sometimes it turns out to be true. But what do you yeah, want this right one, now? Right? I feel like I feel like this one, I've definitely, I don't know if I've overhyped it to people who haven't seen it, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I feel that strongly about it. Like, I'd I be shocked if somebody well. watched it and was like, oh, this, this stinks. Like, I'd be like, all right, well. Don't know what to tell you. Especially with the the opening episode, I, w- I won't ruin anything, but it gets mm. right into the action. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which is That's a, like. a, a an old uh, sports radio trick too, as we all, <laughs> as all three of us know. That's right. Well, you can't just you, you know save it for that third or fourth hour. You got to come yeah. out swinging. Everybody. Knows I mean, that. you you said violence and comedy. That's how yep. that's how many critics consider our show. That what they say from our pilot yeah. episode. Yeah, they yeah. do. Makes they certainly sense. do um but going back to your your dork podcast so what what can people expect to to catch on that show so we do a lot of movie and tv like we also talk video games and comic books but it's way more skewed movie and tv and then this Mm -hmm. was a weird year because we normally would see like whatever the big movie was per month like in the theater and then review Mm -hmm. it and talk about it and so that went completely out the window so (laughs) we've sort of come up with some other stuff we've had to make like different like last week for example or i guess technically this week we did um, essential movies for like, so me and my co-host Ryan Davey, who's actually also from Nashua. um, We talked about like movies for us. Like if you're going to be in our group of friends, here are the movies that we reference all the time. We quote all the time. And like, you need to have a working knowledge of. So we just like rattled through a bunch of movies. What Um, are some of them? So like, 
we had uh anchorman like anchorman's mm-hmm. an obvious sure. one uh star wars like sure. movies from the mcu uh halloween and scream because we had a couple of horror movies in there a lot of comedy we, we definitely were pretty heavy on the comedy but it was like it was a pretty good list and then it was also a hard one to make because then you're just leaving off so many yeah great favorite movies of yours so i have a couple things so what do you think about this coffee mug it says i know han solo and then my wife has princess leia i love you obviously mm-hmm. one of one of soapy and i's favorite romantic sci-fi scenes of all time that is it's usually how we wrap the show that it, well, <laughs> I, I freeze soapy and carbonite card. and then put him in the closet till the next episode Classic. and then you and then you thaw him out the next episode and there he's ready to go i oh, like actually it. also what do you think about some of our new merch i love i love the ninja turtles uh i love the ninja turtles font that is good stuff nice and last question i know we're coming up on time are you are you a wrestling guy did i see that somewhere as well yes i like i i don't think i've watched it since they like didn't have fans in it but i was upset way before that okay i was gonna say i was obsessed (laughs) with it like you know all the way through high school then took a long break then they they actually came back to Boston for like the Royal Rumble and a friend of mine had tickets. So I'm like, yeah, I'll go. I haven't seen it in forever. And then it kind of sucked me back in. Yeah. And since then, like I'll watch WrestleMania and Royal Rumble. And that's kind of yeah. my working knowledge of it now. Good call. I'm, I'm pretty similar. Like I grew yeah. up, I was like an attitude era kid. And, and even before that a the little best. bit too. Yeah. And, and you're right. Like there are, I remember one event kind of got me back in a little bit. I didn't go live. I forgot what it was. I just fucking watched it or something. Yeah. And yeah. then I was like, all right, I'll follow this along for a little bit um we, we were talking the other day it was the i think it was a week or a few days ago it was the anniversary of the montreal screw job yeah one of soapy's favorite canadian um screw jobs of all scandals time. yeah <laughs> scandal is a good way to put it yeah <laughs> were you a big um uh bret hart sean michaels like that kind of era guy or were you more of oh, an attitude era or? for sure yeah no probably attitude era i mean i definitely watched it then but I just remember everything like The Rock and Stone Cold and DX and then yeah. NWO. And like, so I was a big Monday yeah. Night Wars guy. And so I Great was the kid sitting there flipping back and forth between Nitro and Raw for like three or four years. And they were competing at their, at their highest. Like I loved yeah. all that shit. And then it was probably around the time that WWF changed to WWE that I think I was kind of out. Like, I think I might have been in college by big then. Turning I'm like, point. you know, all yep. right, like I'm going to kind of lose favor of it. But no, I. I was obsessed with it. Like every Monday night, there was nothing better than watching that stuff for the longest Lit- time. Literally not anything better. No. And then like the, those Tuesday mornings at school. Oh my like, God. That's all you're I would give about. anything to go back to those no. times. <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a, is an obvious year to say something like that, but yeah, I no, certainly yeah, this year this puts year. it all perspective. You're like, there's nothing yes. better than that. And I didn't realize it at the time. <laughs> I would trade this year for speaking of like acquisitions and sports yep. and everything. I would trade 2020 for 1998. In a heartbeat. Oh, in a I don't even second. need another player to be named later. I nope. don't need cash considerations. Year. Or even like just a month of it. Just a month of 1998. Oh, easily. Yeah. Great. I, I would trade this year to up to this date, outside of this interview with you, for <laughs> yeah, right. an episode of Raw and Nitro, That's sitting it. on my living room floor with my action figures at like yep. Not knowing what's going to happen and being like, I hope I don't miss something because there's no oh. such thing as DVR. So like, I, I better <laughs> not miss when Sting shows up. And then yeah. you're like, you're back. Yeah. Awesome. Son of a gun. All right, so why don't you wrap us up? Yeah, last one for me. So first of all, uh, quick note: I did I did notice that you said your favorite era was Stone Cold, The Rock, DX. I heard that too. for some strange reason you missed Gold Dust, but we'll <laughs> we'll leave that out. Also great, also great. <laughs> um, for ten dollars, would you rather let someone tombstone you or get hit with get hit in the head with a chair, like straight to your forehead? For ten dollars so, and bragging rights, who's doing the tombstone? Is it Undertaker? Yeah, 
So I would trust him because the tombstone, I would be where if some just Johnny come lately was like, hey, let me tombstone you. I think he's going to paralyze me. So I'm not doing Fair the tombstone. Enough. But if Undertaker, I feel like he'd be very gentle. And I feel like there's no way to be gentle with a chair shot to the head. So I would go with the tombstone. You, and it's a cooler story, story. Like I got tombstone. Like every like you got hit with a chair. By the Undertaker. Right. It's 100% yeah. that. You, you'd be surprised. Dan and I used to hit each other with chairs all the time. And <laughs> it's... It's actually much gentler. Not as bad as you think. You think. <laughs> the lasting effects haven't kicked it just yet. Yes, <laughs> no, no. exactly. No, the Undertaker Tombstone is well versed. It's the it's the equivalent of like a, a veteran NFL linebacker who just knows how to tackle. Just, just clean cool. form yep. tackle. Just wraps you up, puts you down. You're like, oh, helps you, you up, to play another day. Gives you a little butt tap. Yep. yep. He, he's um, basically like a chiropractor. Like you wouldn't let anyone else try to crack your neck. No, of course Certainly not. not. You would let a Certainly chiropractor not. like. Get in there, like pull your yeah. head off your shoulders, because if that's what it takes, yeah, yeah. But um, speaking of taps on the butt, we'll let you get out of here, Rich. Um, before right. we let you go, where, where can everyone? What's the best place for everyone to find you online if they, if they want to continue following you? Yeah, so you can check uh, on Twitter uh, two places. I know that's annoying, but at Keith Twenty One, that's more of my sports EEI stuff, and then at Dork Podcast, where I'm just okay. constantly on there doing movies, TV, promoting the podcast, and all that stuff. So Keith Twenty One and Dork Podcast, and of course uh, Dale and Keith on WEI every uh, weekday from ten to two. Nice man. And and when do the podcast release? How frequent do you guys do? Uh, I we usually record Monday nights and then they're posted late that night. So on your you're driving to work Tuesday morning, you should have Love the it. podcast available. If That's I see Ryan Davy in the streets, I'm just gonna quote Star Wars and hopefully he he just thinks That'll help. That I'm a listener. He'll he'll know that <laughs> this guy, okay, I could trust him. Yeah. yeah. All right, Ryan Keith, thanks for your time, man. This is fun. All right, take it easy, guys. Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks.